0: Blog TALK RADIO
1: Last night, some people would say it was an upset Others would say A legacy was sealed Then you have a few people who will say that It was a choke job But job is here to set the record straight It's car sessions everybody Nothing's changed. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hey. I'm gonna focus up a little bit more, please. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I'm running, I'm I'm on a new level.
2: I'm on a new level I'm on a new level I'm on a new level Brought me a new shovel Put these niggas in the dirt Chain with the new level All my niggas put the book I'm on a new level
1: Yeah Game 7 One of the most anticipated games in NBA history One of the most, I would say, intensely played games in NBA history It is said that, you know Game 7 where you see oh, Who stands, who stands up Who rises to the occasion But it also shows who of under pressure And it highlights a lot of negatives For the losing team Sad to say that Through 73 wins Winning three playoff series A lot of what we were going to remember About the Golden State Warriors it's gonna be that Steph Curry didn't get the job done Steve Curry didn't get the job done Draymond Green got himself suspended At the worst possible time and, and, and All the positives that they built up to that point They go out the window It's, 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 it's not fair it's, it's really not fair But when it's all said and done This is what the game is all about If you don't get the job done If you don't finish If you do not finish if The sad thing about sports is is that a lot of credit goes out the window, it goes out the window, no bungee cord, no nothing, it's just gone. It's a paper in the wind, it floats away. I'm sorry Warriors, I've been a fan of you guys since the middle of last season. When I first started out car sessions, I was one of the first people who said, you know, I don't know about the Warriors, I don't know about the Warriors, these guys... Their regular season team A, B, C, and D. I eventually saw the light, and, and I rode the wave because I saw great basketball being played. And that great basketball lasted from around mid season for me, acknowledging it all the way through till about Game Four of the NBA Finals. And then for some reason, things changed. The ball stopped moving, the players stopped moving, and it became an eyesore. But enough about the Warriors. I'm not I'm not I'm not here to kick them too hard. They're gonna get a few steel toe kicks in the ribs, but I'm not gonna stop them out. Let's talk about the champions. Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. These guys when it was money time, I've been on a lot of social media sites talking about the fact that when it was money time, the Cleveland Cavaliers showed up. They stood up. You know, it's all this talk about narratives and LeBron James and how great he is. But really and truly, forget the offense, forget the stats. It's beautiful. The stats are beautiful. They all what they are. But when you really tabulate what LeBron's effect on this series is, it was his paint presence. Game seven, Guys hesitating to go for layups because a six foot eight monster is waiting to send it into the first row of the seats. Andre Iguodala, fast breaking. On one fast break, he hesitated. Threw up a funny layup. He got fouled because he saw LeBron. Late in the game, LeBron goes up, literally 11 feet, and pins it. Pins it on the
0: backboard.
1: That decided the game, ladies and gentlemen. You know, we we could talk about a lot of things, a lot of a lot of little things, and I'm gonna talk about it. We could go back and forth about it. But when the fact remains is that LeBron James, for all the stats and all the accolades, he made guys like Draymond Green think twice. He made guys like Steph Curry think twice. He made guys like Andre Iguodala think twice. Klay Thompson think twice. Essentially, all 11 players who got minutes on that Warriors roster, they all thought twice when it came time to attack the basket. All those high-percentage shots. All those high percentage shots that they they are good for. Everybody gets drunk about talking about these three pointers with the Warriors. It's always the three, live by the three, die by the three. Yeah, I'm seeing y'all posting those cliches or y'all posting them and talking about it in the media. It's not about living by the three and dying by the three. This is what kills me about y'all. Y'all, two seasons, the Warriors have been playing this game, and you people still haven't figured out what this game is really about. Yes, it's the three pointers, absolutely, but it's also about the high percentage shots. These guys get in the paint just as much as they jack up threes. They don't waste time. They waste absolutely no time with the mid-range shot. They, they go for the shot that has the most value, and they go for the highest percentage shot. So now, when you take out the fact that they can't make the three at the clip that they normally make in the threes, because the Cavaliers' defense is playing at a level... That, that is, is really, they flashing out on all the threes. They, they are contesting majority of the shots. Yes, they got open shots. When you're not in your rhythm, what's the open shot if you're not in your rhythm, people? Exactly. So now they're not in their rhythm, taking shots that they normally would make, and they're missing them. Then they get into the paint, and they think it twice when they get into the paint. If I'm the Golden State Warriors going forward, if I'm the Golden State Warriors going forward, I'm, they might need a finisher. They have a great a great deal. Of jump shooters, and I'm impressed by their jump shooters. But they need at least one guy who's going to go into paint ad nauseum and try to throw it on somebody. Because in this series, they needed a guy who had no fear. They had too many guys at the basket. They had too many guys at the basket who were scared of what LeBron might do. Not even Tristan Thompson. They were scared of a number 23 swooping in and tossing a shot. So people, if you're the Golden State Warriors, think about it need a guy you need a small forward who can defend who can make a rhythm three-pointer and who has no fear attacking the basket regardless of who's there but let's get over to Kyrie Irving LeBron got the MVP and you know what rightfully so stop it with this whole Kyrie this Kyrie that look look LeBron James there is no game seven without LeBron James there is no championship without the non-essential stats things that he does He's out here impacting the game On levels that go beyond numbers Yes he fills the stats But his mere presence Dictates a lot of what's happening on the court But you gotta give it up to Kyrie Irving I've been saying this guy was giving Steph Curry The combination platter with the egg roll In game 7 it was a combination platter With the egg roll and the free grape soda All of that
0: There's a lot of
1: talk about who the face of the league was Who the best player in the world was Steph Curry not even the best point guard in the league anymore people <laughs> As of right now The reigning and defending point guard champion of the NBA Has got to be Kyrie Irving No No I'd like for somebody to disagree with me Because it's pretty evident That it was it was more than And in that combination platter It was more than barbecue chicken He got the barbecue chicken With the extra sauce How special fried rice? Huh? Egg roll and the grape soda. And to boot, he caught the fortune cookie with the game-winning three-pointer. I'm seeing a lot of people talk about go-ahead three-pointer. Let's get it it clear. Let's get it clear. That was the game-winning three-pointer. I watched that game. I'm looking around at the Warriors. I'm looking around at guys just standing around nobody's cutting to the basket nobody's willing to make a championship play then you look over on the cavalier side all being four minutes it was a four minute stretch where there was no buckets being made but you saw the intensity you saw the intensity from one through five they were attacking the warriors it reminded me of the 06 finals where pat Riley kept putting it into the heat we are better than them i'm not sure if that's what tyron Lou was doing But you could see it. Whether he said it or not, you could see that the Warriors felt like they were better than them. You could look out at the defense that uh, Tristan Thompson was playing on Steph Curry. There was absolutely no fear. No fear whatsoever. So instead of us spending time talking about foolishness about how great LeBron is and what his his stature is in, in the NBA's pantheon, now that he's won the third championship, LeBron James... It's great. He was great before this series. He was an all-time great after this series, regardless of the outcome. You got a lot of LeBron haters, and you guys are starting to bore me, and I've had arguments about it, where you pick and you pride in his game. And look, he is who he is. And he showed you who he was. When it was time to win, he made winning plays. He had a guy on his wing. He had a guy on his wing who was willing to take money shots. To the LeBron fanboys, do not, and I beg you, because I am I know I'm going to cross your path. Do not do this. Do not say that he, I, you know, LeBron won the championship by himself. If it wasn't for LeBron James, there would be no chance. Look, look, look. All right. That's staying the obvious. We know LeBron is the superstar of all superstars when it comes to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But for those who don't know, Kyrie Irving averaged 27 a game in this series. I don't think... Kobe had a guy average 27 a game In the 7 game NBA Finals I know Jordan didn't have a guy average 27 A game in the NBA Finals I know I know. Uh, Magic Never had a dude outside may, may, Maybe Captain I don't know but I'm gonna check those numbers up But I feel like towards the latter end of, of The Captain's career he wasn't doing 27 A game in the Finals Larry Bird didn't have that So LeBron James Fanboys listen but as great as what he is today And what he will be in the NBA pantheon Do not Make this all about him Do not Kyrie Irving did his part 27 a game in the finals He should have at least got the car That comes with the NBA finals Representative I don't know is it, he, he gotta get something LeBron gotta cut him but He has to do something it can't just be, let me take take these trophies and-, and run off the court and, and just say, good looking Kyrie. Now, nah, Kyrie got to get something, a lap dance, something, I don't know. 27 a game. So, fanboys, I know you're listening. Don't make it about LeBron 100%. It's about 65-35, the, the LeBron, the Kyrie ratio in this NBA championship. Yes, LeBron averaged damn near a triple-double. But let's not pretend to- that the combination platter in crunch time got the buckets. Even back to game five, he got the buckets. He did that. When the, when the Warriors were making runs, he was the one who was killing those runs with back breaking shots in the and ones. He was the one that sent about 20,000 people home angry. He was the one who had Riley Curry trying to uplift her dada after the championship loss. So don't run around waving a LeBron flag. I saw a lame on Facebook Change the name of a group to LeBron Sports Nation. It used to be Brooklyn Sports Nation. Then he changed it to LeBron Sports Nation. That's the fanboy stuff I'm talking about. If you want to troll and you want to crack jokes, that's okay. I love that. It's funny. But don't be a fanboy. It's deeper than that with this sports thing, man. It's kind of ridiculous, actually, LeBron Sports Nation. Be better than that. You should be better than that. It's it's a little ridiculous. Huh? But I really got an issue with somebody Everybody's talking about this Fester thing. Well, why was Fester Zazili in the game? Why was he in the game? Look He had to play it big Tristan Thompson was doing what he wanted to do Kevin Love was doing what he wanted to do Somebody had to be out there He wanted a guy who could, you know At least play a certain kind of offense And a certain kind of physical defense But boy Fester Zazili looked like he did not want to be out there but beyond what Festus didn't do, the guy, the guy who did not deserve, excuse me, the guy who dropped the ball in his entire NBA final series didn't even suit up the play, It's the head coach. Steve Kerr. Yes, Steve Kerr. The first four of the series, great job, Steve. But at the, at the end of the day, games one and two, Coach, he can't prepare you for role players playing outside of themselves. Le- Leandro Barbosa playing outside of himself, you can't prep for that. You can't prep for you can't prep for Sean Livingston playing outside of himself. You can't prep for Draymond Green having a game he had in game two. But once it got to three one, and it was evident that the Cavaliers had figured something out in terms of finding ways to get their best players on the wing in front of Steph Curry. Something had to happen, man. And it didn't happen. He didn't change anything. He kept switching. I mean, like, if I'm Tyron Lue, at some point you got to be scratching your head like, hold on. He's <laughs> he's not going to change his game plan. So he's going to have the likes of Stephen Curry, Festus Ezele, Most Whites, Eric Anderson, Vergeau. On the island with LeBron or on the island with uh, Kyrie Irving, aka Mr. Combination Platter? Are you serious? People want to complain about Steph Curry being in foul trouble and not being able to get into a rhythm. Okay. I can understand that. I I can even see that. I have eyes, albeit four of them, but I have eyes. I can see it wasn't working out. I've gotten foul trouble because his coach failed him. Yes, I'm back. Slight technical difficulty, but as those who've been following Car Sessions knows, these things happen when it's live radio. But I digress. Back to Steve Kerr, who I was ranting on and railing on just a second ago. You cannot have your player, especially your best player, in positions to fail. You guys who've been following the show and people who are new to the show should know by now that I cannot stand with a coach fails you. You have to adjust. Alright, game I'ma give I'ma give the Cavaliers game five. The game plan was beautiful. Oh, we gotta get Seth in foul trouble. We're gonna get he can't guard him. It was it was a story out there that LeBron on the court was yelling at Kyrie. He can't guard you. That can't happen two more games after that. Absolutely not. In game six, the first adjustment that should have been made was the fact that. Steph Curry should not be switching on the Kyrie or LeBron. What's the point in starting your, your, your whole defensive scheme is to start Klay Thompson on uh, Kyrie Irving, start Iguodala on LeBron James, and all and a simple fix is all right. We're just gonna switch. That's it. We're just gonna switch. That torpedoes the entire game plan that you spent hours working on. Then in Game Seven. They, a lot of their best plays and a lot of their easiest bashes came in scenarios where Kyrie Irving got to mix up Steph. LeBron got post opportunities on Steph. And people, what happens? What happens when that goes down? All right, Steph, Steph is on the block trying to disregard LeBron James. Automatically, you send a double team on. LeBron is the most willing, passionate superstar not named Magic Johnson in NBA history. He's going to find an open target. Then you got J.R. Smith, Kyrie Irving, Shumpert, Kevin Love willing shooters that's one plus one office for LeBron that's easy money Steve Kerr failed Steph Curry he failed his team they didn't even run any offers in the fourth quarter as I said earlier it was a lot of players standing around these guys didn't run any plays it was just a bunch of passing around looking like a high school team in crunch time it was to the point that I picked the Warriors to win, but I found myself cheering for the Cavs. Because as I said, I'm a Kobe brain guy. If you're a superstar of a team, especially like a Kobe, when it's winning time, when it's money time. The best player goes out there, he gets the ball, he makes a play, whether he takes a shot or is a pass to the shot or the pass to the pass that leads to the shot. He's leaving his imprint on the game. LeBron, excuse me, Steph Curry did not do that. And in the case that if this is the point guard, and the point guard is not running any kind of offense, he's not doing anything that works. It's on the coach to call a timeout, draw up some plays, or from the sidelines yell something out and run a play. But Steve Kerr, being too trusting in his players, being too trusting in what works, became Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni does the same thing. I know it's not working. But it usually works. So I'm going to keep doing it until it works. Round shape in the square peg. That's a fail, That's a failing combination right there. And that's the primary reason why the Warriors are not two-time champions today. Their coach failed them. Now people are going to say, your job is real easy to blame a coach. That's sports talk, gas bags, one-on-one. I mean, yeah. But in this situation... If the players are not functioning at optimal levels, is it not on a coach, a championship coach who looked really smart a year ago? So now I got to wonder, was he really that smart or was he he a victim of circumstance? Because now the second championship is obviously brought into question. You got to bring the second championship into question. You know, no knee-jerk reactions, but... If Kyrie was combination platter with the A roll and soda last year, do they what? The, 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 do they win a the championship last year? They be in the Golden State Warriors. If combination platter was on the floor, that's a legitimate question now. Granted, the record is going to show that the 2014-15 the uh, NBA champions are the Warriors, but you have to bring that into question now. I was one of these people here who wouldn't holler at that Kyrie wouldn't have made a difference. And this dude has me looking crazy with 27 points per game in an NBA Finals seven-game series. It wasn't like it was 27 points this week. He did 27 a game over seven games and would have kept giving Steph 27 a game. But all right, I've gotten the rant out of the way. I did I did what most gas bags do. So now let's, let's really talk about... What was going on here? I'm going to talk about a very unpopular subject amongst sports fans. And that being the health of Steph Curry. People are going to say, oh, he's not hurt. You're making excuses about Steph Curry. Ugh. I can't. I'm not a doctor. You know? I don't play one on TV. I don't do any of that. But I do have eyes in my head. Like I said, four eyes. And I saw a guy who hasn't put together two consecutive good games since he came back from that knee injury. I also saw a guy who had, who didn't have the same lift on his jump shots. I also saw a guy who, when he attacked the basket, barely was getting off the ground for said layups. I also saw a guy who spent an entire season mixing and crossing up big men, couldn't get around Tristan Thompson, who's never been known for lateral movement. So you mean to tell me that Steph Curry's knee is not hurt? We're just going to ignore that. Because he's a man. It's sports. He's a man. It's sports. Huh? It's sports. If he's on the court, he can play. Guys. Guys. Stop it. Use that brain. You saw Steph Curry play one way the entire season. Absolute entire season. You saw him play exactly one way. Now for you to say he's not hurt? You're insulting yourself Like wh- what kind of game are you watching What kind of game are you watching So now people are going to question His decision making If any athlete in any sport Isn't comfortable within his body Within himself Of course he's not going to make optimal decisions Alright The behind the back pass at about 4 minutes ago Is absolutely unacceptable There's no excuse in a lackadaisical pass like that In money time That's foolish but I'm, I'm talking about throughout the game. How many good first halves does Steph Curry have since he got back from injury? Let's talk about that. Even from the very first game, and some of you guys love to remember, oh, he gave the, he gave the Blazers 40. All right, he gave the Blazers 40. But majority of that 40 came in the fourth quarter in overtime when he was finally warm. As I said a few weeks ago, Steph Curry has not had a good first half in any of the games since coming back from injury. He doesn't get going until his knee finally gets completely loose. Why does it take me to point out the obvious? Steph Curry, the two games that he dropped 30, right, in this series. The following game, he could barely move. He left a lot of it on the court, pushing himself more than normal because he's playing on one knee. On top of the fact that he has a hurt shoulder, but we're just going to pretend like that didn't exist either, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not hurt. He's not hurt. He's on the court so he can play. I mean, come on. All joking aside, I'm not I'm not trying to apologize for Steph. I'm just trying to state the obvious here. He is hurt. And then when a report comes out in about a month or two, once things slow down, after free agency says flowing, that Steph Curry will be going in for some kind of like clean out of his knee or some kind of surgery. I don't want to hear anything. Don't even post about it. Just pretend it didn't happen. Why? Because you didn't believe it when people were yelling it in your face that he was hurt. Steph Curry was injured, tremendously, does that take away from the fact that there was times where I felt like he should have been calling for the ball, and maybe at least if you, you, he worked so hard to be a decoy that he forgot that there's levels to this decoy game, if you, if you call and you flash out for the ball hard, instead of you trying to do your patented step back that after seven games the Cavaliers know what's coming One hard drive to the basket. They're going to collapse. Then you can kick out to a Harrison Barnes, who we're going to get to in a second. Kick out to play Thompson, Draymond Green, or a pass to a cut in Iguodala for a layup or dunk, or at best you draw a foul. He did none of that. He did absolutely none of that. Does that come back down to the injury? Possibly. Because as an athlete, if you get in your own head and you start overthinking things and you start worrying about what the outcome might be, if I, if I push you too much, you can't play your game. Go back to Game 7 of the Western Conference Finals. Granted, he closed out strong. But he hurt his knee on that play at, at, at halftime on the layup. We, again, people going to turn the blind eye. These macho man Randy Savages. Oh, he's a man, so he's not hurt. No, man. Y'all kill me with that. This is not NBA Live. This is not NBA 2K. This is not a video game simulation. These players are human beings. And when they're not right, it comes out in different kind of ways. Steph is not a 6 foot 6 2 guard who can suck it up like a Jordan or a Coke. He's a little point guard. So if certain things are off, it throws everything off. So let's start dealing in real-world scenarios. These guys are not robots. They're not androids. They're humans. Point guard, high-usage point guard. If his knee is off, everything is off. It's, it, it's a fact of life. That's it. What more needs to be said, people? What more needs to be said besides that? I don't I don't, I don't know what you want. Would you, would, you, would you want somebody to hold your hand and tell you, no, 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 he's not here, he's not here? All right. I'm not, see? I just feel like as sports fans, we have to be smarter than that. We got to be smarter than that. And for the people out here... Oh, want to disregard Seth Curry and call him a one-trick pony, do remember that he had the second-highest player efficiency rating in the, in the history of the league. He's not a one-trick pony. He just wasn't himself, and he got in his own way to a certain degree, and his coach did not help him. These are all variables that led to the demise of the Golden State Warriors. But Harrison Barnes, Uh, another question I have for Steve Kerr. Why is Harrison Barnes on the court completely ruining any chance you have? It was to a point that you left the marksman who did his job as a corner three-point specialist for an entire season, did his job. But he couldn't buy a bucket. Why not put Clark in the game? Why not give McAdoo more minutes? Why get so stuck in this, it has to work, it's been working, so it's going to work situation? kept failing your team. Harrison Barnes has never been good with pressure, even when he came to UNC as a Tar Heel. Much ballyhooed freshman. He didn't handle the pressure. He was getting Kobe comparisons coming into college. Stayed an extra year, didn't bring a championship, and was never the guy he was supposed to be. This guy has a boatload of talent, but he's super passive. That's not okay. It's not okay. Steve Kerr. If a guy is on the court and he's not getting a job done, championship is on the line. You got to get him out. This is Azizili. He came in the game with a few minutes to go. As soon as he fouled LeBron on that three-point shot, you bring in Spice and you just pray. Because essentially he was already praying with Azizili on the court when you really think about it. So why not put Spice on the floor? He might, he might not want to bang in there with Tristan Thompson. But I'm pretty sure Spice doesn't foul LeBron James on a three-point shot in game seven. I'm willing to bank that. You can't have guys on the floor Who don't want to be there When it's time to win Harrison Barnes and Fessy C. They cost themselves Millions upon millions upon millions Upon millions of dollars These guys were going to get Well at least Harrison Barnes Was going to get close to max money Very close to max money That's out now That's out he should hope that the Warriors are gonna give him the 16 they was trying to give him last year. <laughs> he gotta come with his tail between his legs or a hat in hand and say, Well, um, Mr. Lakeup uh, you think that 16 mil is still available? I I I sure golly gee we're hoping that you can give it to me. Cause he really dropped the ball with that one, man.
0: Wide open.
1: I'd like I'm gonna look that stat up for the next episode, and I wanna give you the exact number. The exact number of missed open shots by Harrison Ball. I got I am pretty sure it's in the twenties. I'm pretty sure. Mrs. Easily, wherever you're from, go there. Go on vacation. Stare at the wall for a little while. Get your life. Steve Kerr. Try coaching. I never saw a team that was so predicated on ball movement and play movement become so stagnant and they coach left them there to fail Steve D'Antoni that is your name going forward until you show me something else Steve D'Antoni you became Mike D'Antoni in the NBA Finals so your name is now Steve D'Antoni but now that's out of the way we talked about the game we reacted to the game what's next for a runner up and the world champion win or lose Cleveland Cavaliers had a decision to make when it came to Kevin Love. Keep Love with these traders. $110 million is not... It's it's a big number. It's a big contract, but it's not the level of what it used to be with the salary cap going up to $94 million. And if I'm looking at what the Cavs are predicated on right now when when it comes to LeBron James and it's coming to Kyrie Irving, you don't necessarily need a third... Ball dominant guy. Now you, now you need to find another quote unquote bosh. And I believe that maybe flipping a Kevin Love for two, maybe two or three guys or two guys in the draft pick might be in the best interest of Cleveland. Kevin Love is there. It's gonna be too much controversy with his talent, Too much body language reading when him and LeBron get into it. Just get him out of the equation. They were their best with Channing Frye on the floor. When <laughs> they made that run, no offense, Kevin Love, but fact, if I'm them, I'll find an athletic four with a jump shot or an athletic, a you know, Western Conference type player, him, him in and in a in a stretch four, play some kind of defense and keep this ball rolling. That's that that needs to be the move. If I'm if I'm the Golden State Warriors, I'm not sure I break the band up. I don't even think they should break the band up. I think they need to like maybe make a little tweak. Like, Harrison Barnes leaving might not necessarily be the end of the world, but all the same, I don't think that they should go after a Kevin Durant. Because that's going to upset things more than keeping Harrison Barnes in hopes that he doesn't implode again. But if I'm them, they need to find a Sean Marion type. Since the Steve Vantoni, you know, they need a guy who's going to attack the rim relentlessly. Andre Icodile is not young anymore. Once your back starts falling off, once these things are happening to you and your back fails you, it's, 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 it's very it's very tricky. So if I'm them, they need a guy, I'm, I can't really think of like a player comparison that's in the league right now. We'll come back around to that around free agency time. But as of right now, they need to find an athletic three over But when the jump, when the threes aren't falling, instead of them taking those threes relentlessly, have guys not afraid to throw it on someone. They need that, and we have our first caller coming on the air right now. Let's get him on there. Carl Sessions, you are live. Caller, state your name. Where you from?
2: Yeah, this is Daryl from Queens. What's good? What's good?
1: What's going on, bro? How's everything?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed in these finals. Don't get me wrong. It was a great final. But, yeah, when I saw Fester Sazili go on that court, I was like, oh, game over.
0: Uh It's done.
2: My man, how many layups did he blow? They had one play in particular where he got the ball, the lane wide open, and he goes and pump fakes a layup.
0: And then he (laughs) gets the shot blocked.
2: You are seven foot, B. You are not supposed to go up soft. You're supposed to go up, get the foul, or get blocked like a man. It is what it is. But literally, he goes up soft. S-A-W-F-T. I
1: mean, (laughs) yo.
2: Yes. Yes. You saw so, oh even when Kevin Love snatched the ball straight out of his hands. Like, give me yes. that young boy. You know what I mean? Yes. Like like come on. Like I totally agree with you on Steve Kerr. Like, it was time for you to make an adjustment. Tyron yes. Blue, the little rookie, made the adjustment and said, keep switching step, make sure he guards the guy. Every time. And they did it every time. And Kerr did nothing. They did the same switch. They they and they left. They left. They left their best player out there to out to dry. Don't get me wrong. Everybody's saying that oh, Kyrie cooked him, but who in this league Kyrie wouldn't cook? It is what it is. But I
1: mean, how much how yeah. much time Steph got to get cooked for Kerr to be like, maybe we should do something else? Like he got he got cooked by every perimeter player outside of Shumpert on the Cavaliers. Like even J R Smith was getting in on the action. Like at some point, Steve Kerr has to do something.
2: Steve Kerr had to step up and do something more than just hope that these dudes would just light it up. And and that's what I think it got to the point where even Steph said it. We settled for a lot. It
0: was time to
2: normally Steph in the regular season would cook dudes and go for the layup, go for the floater. He just kept trying to shoot the three. Like, you didn't need a three every possession, and that's what I felt like they were doing. You get blocked by LeBron one time and everybody, you swear, you swear it was Hakeem the Dream down there, the way people were scared (laughs) to go to the lane. Like LeBron was intimidated. Don't get me wrong, but what happened to floaters? What happened to to runners? Like you can do that. It, it, it's allowed in this league still. You know LeBron didn't tell you you can't do that no more. But you know, know like, you know, kudos, kudos to LeBron. That last block, I mean, that was an ultimate game changer. Fast break two on one. Once again, the the Golden State Warriors do not go to get fouled. They go to try to finesse it, and LeBron straight volleyball that. All the way out. Like I said, kudos Wait, to my is, man. How many he times have you got to
1: get your shot thrown before you figure out that maybe you should just go straight up and maybe they'll call a foul? Like, you you make it as child's play for LeBron at that point.
2: Exactly. It gets to the point where he's just he's just lining it up. Like, all
1: right, come with that weak stuff, and right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss it right
2: out. So I give him credit for taking over when he did. You know what I mean? He, he gave one for the land. They deserve it. Yeah. But all right, but we'll just see how everybody – Picks it up next year. You know what I mean. Definitely. Brees cost himself about a good twenty mil. Barnes yes. cost himself about a good forty mil because ain't nobody giving you no max. Not even the secondary <laughs> Tristan Thompson max. Nah,
1: not <laughs> even. Not even. That's, that's true. He could kiss Very that good night. Yo, Darren, we appreciate was, the call, brother.
2: No problem. Thank you, sir. Keep keep doing what you're doing.
1: Absolutely. All right. One. Yo. Steve Kerr, he had he had Steph Curry out here like Kevin Hart. Help me, please help me. I know you want to trust your guy, and I respect that. I respect the coach trusting this guy, but at some point, winning has to it has to supersede the ego of the player. That's it. Do yourself the favor. If you guys are ever in this position again, because nothing is guaranteed, and 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 if Kevin Durant comes back to Oklahoma City you gotta believe that they're sharpening their teeth to knock this team off next year to me that they look real regular towards the end of this series maybe it's because Steph was hurt maybe an elite Steph takes the team back to the height they were prior to the playoffs you know but in the event that this is what the Golden State Warriors actually are I'm not sure they go back to the finals but going back to my, my point before Darryl gave us that call what's next for this team LeBron James We talking about what the Warriors should do What, what they should do with Kevin Love What about LeBron You know Guys in the media Like I always like to say Sometimes stories are clickbait But if you keep hearing the same thing repeatedly I'm of the belief that those stories come from somewhere So where is it coming from possibly going to the Lakers I don't know about all of that but Miami's on the table does LeBron leave now that the land got what he got Hmm? legitimate question here if I'm LeBron James and I look at this roster they're going to lose a couple of guys I stay here you home you got Space Jam 2 playing in Cleveland LeBron James is bigger than any city he doesn't need a big market anymore so why leave why, why, why burn the city again? Why have, you, why have your jersey burned again? Stay where you at, bro. You got a good team. You got a young wolf who's ready to take the role from you anyway. So what's the point of leaving? Don't get me wrong. Laker fans, you're off. If you went to the Lakers, as much as I don't like certain things that he does, I'll take LeBron right now in a heartbeat. LeBron turns any team into a title contender just walking on the court. But LeBron should stay in Cleveland. You know, when we get to the free agency sessions, I'll get more into that. But I believe LeBron should stay in Cleveland. It, it's it's the greatest look. It, I feel like if he leaves now, to be a bit disingenuous, like he was doing the city of Cleveland a favor by bringing them a championship, as opposed to really winning one for the land. So LeBron, stay where you at. I think that's for the best. Golden State Warriors, don't get mad at Draymond. Granted. Brandon Draymond got himself suspended But you still had little things That you could have done That should have disallowed a Game 7 From happening in the first place Once it gets to money time Or or in a Game 7 situation It's too much on the table It's too much on the table You're leaving leaving too much to chance You understand But I really want to talk about something here I I kicked Steve Kerr And I mentioned Tyronn Lue Slightly Tyron Lu needs a raise. Tyron Lu showed a lot. And, I, and you know what? I, the thing that impressed me the most, and y'all going to say it, it's really trivial and shut the hell up probably. But Tyron Lu's usage of timeouts. His usage of timeouts. Anytime it looked like the Warriors were getting ready to go somewhere. Timeout. Nope, 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 nope. Oh, two shots in a row. Timeout. It's a couple of times that they just made a three, and the crowd got loud, timeout. He refused to let anything happen. That's big. Identifying the weak link on the defense is Steph Curry. That's big. Realizing that if it did if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's big. Knowing what buttons to push. Galvanizing the players to where they trust whatever he does or doesn't do. Let's let's talk about this for a second. When this series first started. Guys like Della Vadova was getting minutes, Chandler Fry was getting minutes, and I made it clear that you're not beating the Warriors with Deli, you're not beating the Warriors with Frau, you're not beating the Warriors with love on the floor. He took two of those guys out of the equation after game two. Where were they? I bet some of y'all didn't even notice that. you are busy looking at what LeBron or what Steph is doing, and you're not realizing what's happening on the periphery. He took out all of his weak links and decided to go with an eight-man rotation of his best plays and felt that his eight was better than the Warriors' 11 and made sure that that's what came to the forefront and kept going, kept going, kept going. Quietly snuck Kevin Love back into the lineup, even though everybody in the media and some of the fans was begging and some of those disrespectful fans in Cleveland ripping off the Kevin Love poster was begging for Love to stay on the bench. He did all of that. He pushed every right button. People need to really respect that man respect that man all right Andrew Bogut was hurt he was hurt but really and truly I don't think Bogut decides this game because when it was crunch time he's not on the floor anyway so I don't want to hear about Andrew Bogut being hurt no Bogut played about he was averaging about 15 minutes a game in this series in the first place and he didn't play much in the second half so the Kyrie Kyrie Irving plays might might have still happened I don't think that like I think that Steve Kerr prefers athletic bigs in certain situations. I don't think he would have had Bogut lumbering in crunch time as opposed to I, I highly That's highly unlikely. I think Ezele still would have been in the game. So I don't want to hear those who want to feel sorry. You know, nobody felt sorry for the Cavaliers last year when their whole team was hurt. So granted that Steph was hurt, and I just want to make it clear that Steph was hurt and he wasn't himself. And that Bogut was hurt too, but he wouldn't have impacted the game late game situations. There's no excuse to be made for the Warriors. Was this the biggest collapse? I saw that. I saw some people talking about that. No, it wasn't the biggest collapse in NBA history. Absolutely not. Was it the biggest collapse in recent history? By all means. It, it can't It can't be the biggest collapse in NBA history when you're going against the greatest player in the world. Absolutely not. You're going against the greatest player in the world with arguably the best point guard in the world as a secondary partner. Come on now. How is that a collapse? It was two great teams that traded blows, and when it was all said and done, the better team won. When it was crunch time, the better team made plays. That's not a collapse, people. This is not the Yankees and the Red Sox going at it in in 2004. You had two great teams, two teams that had great disdain for each other, going at it, playing a chess game. And in the end, the better chess player won. Facts are facts, and you know what I do here. I deal with the facts. So let's, let's let's call a spade a spade. I think LeBron should stay in Cleveland. I think that they should be an athletic wing on the Golden State Warriors. I think Steve Kerr needs to get out of that Dan Tony syndrome he's suffering from, and I think Tyron Lue deserves a raise. Absolutely. Will we be will we be back here in a year from now? It's possible. I'm, I'm, but I feel like, like I said, the, some of that luster is off the Warriors. I feel like the luster, it, it, that, that extraordinary luster is gone. They're just elite team now. They're not extraordinary anymore. And like in some respects, the Cavaliers made them look regular. And, well, think about this. They only scored 13 points in the fourth quarter. The best offensive team in modern NBA history couldn't get a bucket in the fourth quarter at home in games three and in games five. They had 14 points in game five and 13 points in game seven that That's kind of regular to me, so something needs to change, something needs to be tweaked let's let's call it what it is, ladies and germs. And for those who are wondering why it's just me here and not my usual co-host a rich, you know times change and, and you gotta you gotta flow with that change. That's all. It's still car sessions until next time. Whenever that might be outside of Monday, I might pop back in for the NBA draft, so Look out for that. TJ, what up, boy? See you soon. I'm out of here.